Welcome to the Highly Sensitive Healing Podcast, where we meet the joys and challenges of our sensitivity with open minds and hearts to awaken our best highly sensitive selves. Hello, my highly sensitive friends, it's Tanya, and today my husband John is back, and we are talking about expectations in relationships. Welcome back, love. Hello, hello. So let's just start with the question, do you think that having expectations in a relationship can cause problems? Uh, why or why not? Um, yeah, I'd say it definitely can. Um <clears throat> People have different ideas on how to on how to do things. <clears throat> Doesn't necessarily mean they're right or wrong, um, but they're um, just because you expect someone to do something a certain way uh, doesn't mean that's how they're going to do it or how you think it should be done. Uh, example, I guess I would have is uh, is the dishwasher here in the house is um, I feel there's a certain way that it should be filled. And, um, I kind of expect it to be done, done that way and you go and fill it and it's not done like that, but, uh, it's, it's a minor thing and work through it. Um, but you, you think there's a certain system and I think the system is to put them in and then turn it on and they get clean. Well, yeah, but there's a certain way they fit better and they get cleaner, but uh-huh. that's, that's, uh, okay. that's how I, that's how my mind thinks. Have you, have you let go of that expectation at this point? Um, yeah, I just expect it to be done wrong. So I just kind of go back and correct <laughs> okay. the little things that need to be done. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> um, for me, I think problems are also definitely possible, and just depending on what those expectations are, um, I've definitely had some expectations of you also over the years, of course. Um, but I think that for me, something else that I've really started to learn about myself over time is really thinking about kind of where where the expectations that I have are coming from, why I have those expectations, rather than really focusing on the expectations themselves, like why it's so important to me that you agree with me on something versus understanding that you're entitled to your own point of view, like loading the dishwasher in a certain way, um, and that we don't have to become, you know, one person or of one mind on everything to be happy and to and to love each other. So um, for me personally, in fact, I actually think that um, one of our greatest strengths is that we are different in a lot of ways. And some. Oh, not a lot. But. You mean different in a lot of ways or not that different in a lot I, of ways? I don't think we're not I don't think really that different in a lot of ways. But. Yeah, that's true. <clears throat> that's true. So do you think that there is such a thing as having reasonable expectations in a relationship? And what are some of your um, expectations that you think are reasonable? Um, dishwasher aside. <laughs> well, that's not for everyone. That's just my particular circumstance. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, I... I I feel like not everything can be an ex- expectation because then you're kind of setting yourself up for failure and disappointment. But um, I, I, some basic ones, I guess, would be uh, you would expect your spouse to not cheat on you or, or do anything unfaithful in that area. Um, basically being there in times of need, like a, 
uh, a sick or dead, uh, dying friend or something like that, or, you know, just something that you really need your person to be there with you. Um, I mean, I'm sure there's a bunch of kind of smaller things, but, you know, I kind of expect a 10 second back scratch here and there, but, um, <laughs> you know, they're usually pretty minor things when it comes out outside of that realm of the, the main core, uh, expectations. Yeah. So just having expectations on, on really the the things that you find really big and important versus smaller things like how you how you clean or tidy or <clears throat> things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think I'm the same, really. Um, you know, basic expectations, like you said, fidelity. Of course, um, for me, a big one is kindness. To always be kind and not you know, yelling, um, getting angry, things like that. I mean, I definitely understand getting frustrated, um, but real, real true anger is, um, that's kind of a a dangerous situation for me from, you know, growing up, my kind of childhood trauma stuff. Triggers and stuff. Yeah, exactly. So any kind of real um, anger is not really, I have an expectation from you, but that's also because I know you and that's one of the things that I love about you is that you are not an angry person. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you don't have that sort of background, um, which is good. But those are, I'd say those are kind of my basic ones. Kindness, fidelity, of course, things like that. The big ones. Mm-hmm. So how did you learn to manage your expectations? Because we all have them, right? We can't really help it. We're human. So how'd you learn to kind of manage those, your expectations of me, and especially um, in a long-term relationship like we've had for almost 14 years? Mm-hmm. Um, just basically, I think, you know, when you care for and about the person you're with, um, some of it's like compromising, um, you kind of work through expectations that you may have had unreal expectations or whatever but then as you get to know the person you can kind of if you are going to set expectations you can kind of have a better feel of um what to expect from the person it's not like a whole new thing of you know dating somebody for two months like i said 14 years we have a a a decent idea of what the other person is is thinking or or we think they're going to think and yeah, I think that's true. And also not basing your um, expectations of the person that you're with now, basing them on maybe expectations of what you had of somebody in a past relationship, for example. True. Like, you know, if you were dating Susie before me and Susie always loaded the dishwasher perfectly, <laughs> but knowing that Susie and I are two different people and that, you know, that was Susie's that was Susie's thing, but mm. you know you can't expect the same thing from me because I have different um, I have different things that I bring to the table. Yeah, yeah. Maybe not always clean dishes, but no. <laughs> um, for me, I think that, um, like you were saying, I I think that uh, it depends on time. I think a lot of times it can be hard, especially early on, when you, um, and also when you start to live together, also. That's another set of kind of getting used to each other and having certain expectations, trying to get to know each other better and just kind of following all the ups and downs that happen in every relationship. 
But I do think that expectations, they change over time. Um, I think early on, I was more about us kind of coming to some sort of resolution um, to the to some of the things that we disagree on. But now it's more about focusing on the things that we do agree on um, and just building compromises from there on, on things that um, that we maybe dispute about sometimes, which thankfully is not really that often. Mm-hmm. I think we have a, uh, a pretty solid amount of respect for each other and each other's point of views. Yeah. So how do you, um, how do you adapt or how have you handled that we don't always agree on things and having the expectation that we can change each other's minds? Well, fortunately, I'm a pretty easy on guy. And usually, <laughs> yeah, most of the time, um, it takes a lot to, to get me angry or, or whatever. I'm pretty just, just a laid back person, so but you are quite stubborn occasionally. <laughs> uh, so most of the time, you actually get what you want. Uh, now, it, now, <laughs> it, it, it might take a little, uh, a little time and uh, trying to show me your argument for or whatever, but. Um, there's not too much stuff that you ask for that, that you don't actually get. You're right. That's true. So, um, so yeah, I mean, a lot of it just kind of comes down to once again, compromise. But uh, not just and, material things we're talking about, right? Yeah. True. Okay. Um, yeah, you're just kind of spoiled. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes, sometimes we need to be spoiled though. You're spoiled too. Uh, in much. a lot of ways. Yeah. <laughs> I think for me, probably the biggest, um, I guess I would call it an internal battle, is to not take it personally. Um, if I can't, if I feel like I'm not able to win you over to my side on something. Um, I think this is really hard to do, not take something personally, especially when you're when we're as close as we are, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of the times I want to feel like, you know, you know that I'm passionate about something or I really care about something. And so I want you to feel that kind of same passion and enthusiasm for that thing. And you just don't. Right. Yeah, I think you, you respect that I have that passion, but you don't feel the same way. And so I think it's just realizing that just because you don't agree with me or because I can't change your mind on something, it doesn't mean that you don't love me and that you don't respect me. It just means that, you know, once again, you have another way of looking at the world um, and a different perspective on things. But I also think that we definitely influence influence each other in a lot of ways. Um, And I think mostly positive ways. Um, but so not necessarily changing each other's minds, um, but opening, I would say opening each other's um, eyes to the fact that there is another way of thinking about things. True. So how do you feel about the expectation that in relationships we should always just kind of instinctively know, um, what the other person needs or what the other person wants? Um, and how do you kind of navigate that assumption in our relationship and do you think we we still have we have that um 
assumption that we're each going to know and what the other person. Um, I think as time goes on, it's a little, you can do a little more, but by, um, by just expecting things are going to be a certain way, you're going to kind of lead to, um, unrealistic expectations. Um, just, you, you think it's always going to happen a certain way and the person might change your mind for some reason or just not feeling the same that day for whatever reason. Kind of, I think in our case a lot, or at least myself, I often clarify. I ask to clarify, what did you mean by that? Um, So just to not jump to conclusions or or expect that you're uh, saying something particular. But you just to uh, just get some clarity on the situation. Yeah. It's... Is that it? <laughs> okay. That's good. Thank you. <laughs> um, so I would say that um, for me, probably uh, expectations about what the other person needs or what the other person thinks. Um, like you said, I think this is something that definitely comes over time, but also really making making a serious effort to find out what somebody needs versus what you think they need or versus what you want to give them mm-hmm. if that makes sense yep. um, so I think this is something that's definitely changed for us over time for sure I think that we have worked very hard and most I wouldn't say mostly, I would say all, really, um, with you taking the lead about us communicating about certain things. Um, and just even even small things like, you know, talking every every evening about what we did that day. And, mm-hmm. you know, just even if it's like the smallest thing, just to kind of keep us, keep us talking, keep us, you know, communicating and involved in each other's lives and what we're doing. Um and I know that um, for me, communicating about what I need and what I'm feeling has been a real struggle, once again, because of how I grew up, Right. Um, always being shut down, always being, you know, told that my needs weren't important and all of that. So for the longest time, I was not able to tell you uh, what I needed, how I was feeling. I would just shut down completely. When I was upset about something or even like the smallest uh, miscommunication, I would get like super upset and just shut down and like walk away from you. So um, I know that you were really, I mean, you were instrumental in helping me kind of work through that. I think it happens pretty rarely now, I think. Yeah. I mean, it definitely still happens, but I think... I think when I when I do shut down, I think it's for more like minutes rather than days. Right, right. <laughs> um, and but you still give me that space. I think in the beginning you were very much about tell me what's wrong. You were like kind of really anxious to to get to the bottom of it right then. And well, and, and, I, and I don't want to see you sad or mad or yeah whatever the feeling is that you're having that you. I don't feel that you should be having. Uh, obviously, it, it, it's kind of hard for myself also because I'm not the most talkative or um, uh, talkative person that you know can really express 
emotions and feelings and stuff sometimes. So uh, on the rare occasion where I'm not quite 100%, it might be kind of hard getting something out of me that's, uh, you know, what's wrong. Like a good example for me is that um, just this morning when I was um, I was crying this mm-hmm. morning mm-hmm. and I was really upset about something. Yep. Yep. And um, you didn't say anything. You didn't try to like fix it or like tell me what's wrong or whatever. Um, you just stopped what you were doing and you hugged me. And um, and then a little while later, like even like less than an hour later, I would say, mm-hmm. I was able to explain to you what I was upset about and kind of talk it through. Um, so I think that the main thing is, is that both people have to be, they have to be willing and they have to be committed to taking the time to getting to know each other well enough to get to that point, right? And I think it's something that comes with time. Yep. And I think uh, hugs can be a magic drug sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I agree. <laughs> hugs heal the world. <laughs> So something that I that I say to you often, which I kind of say joking, but it's kind of not really a joke um, when I tell you to, um, I say, don't listen to what I say, listen to what I mean. Um, so how, how do you how do you deal with that? You do say that a lot. I do. <laughs> um, I've kind of gotten used to it. So basically, I just uh, I need to put on my, my Tanya brain. <laughs> And uh, and realize, oh, of course, that's what you meant. Um, and just, it, it rarely bothers me. Um, it pretty much almost never bothers me. So uh, how do I deal with it? I just kind of, I, I it, it's not out of the ordinary now. So I kind of, I kind of expect that. Um, yeah, I just have to kind of go in your shoes um, sometimes to kind of figure out what you're, what you what you're trying to say or what you're trying to mean and i think you with time too it comes once again that you know that my my brain functions in a different way than yours so you have a very like linear thinking right point a to point b there's a straight line Mm -hmm. there's only one way to get there it's Mm -hmm. the fastest way it's the best way and my brain is more like i don't know um, a spiral that's kind of going around in circles and <laughs> a map that maybe looks like spaghetti. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that sounds right. So I'm curious, do you ever compare our relationship to other people like friends of ours that we know or or family members? Um, obviously, we don't have that much family left, but even like your parents, um, you know, when when before they passed away. Do you ever compare a relationship to other people that you know, and um, why or why not? Um, yeah, I'd say I do sometimes. Um, it's almost always that our relationship is better than theirs. That's kind of judgy. <laughs> in, in my opinion, and or in our opinion, basically. Um, I mean, we we have a lot of, well, we have people we know that go out all the time and, you know, go to dinner several times a week or just have to go out, you know, not partying necessarily at our age, but just out with friends and stuff like that, just out socializing. Um, Very extroverted. Yeah, we, we don't necessarily need that, We're at least myself, and I'm you're usually there with me as far as the just the night at home and either watching TV or 
or uh, just kind of hanging out together. The uh, We don't need to keep up with the Joneses, as the saying goes, so we don't need to go out and buy all kinds of other stuff that we really don't need just to kind of be the popular people and look all fancy and, and have all the new stuff. Uh, we get by with what we need and we have some new stuff that we need and I fix stuff that needs to be fixed. Um, even as far as uh, children, I mean, a lot of people are out there just spending all kinds of time with their kids and stuff like that. We're, we're child-free and happy with that. Uh, it makes for a quieter house, just the the cats running around, um, which is what we're what we're looking for. So, like I said, it, when when I compare us to the majority of people that I know, I I'm happier with our relationship than I would be with you know when I see those other people. Yeah, and every you know everybody has different struggles too, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, we don't since we don't have children by choice. Uh, you know, which is which is great if you do have kids, obviously. But our our needs, right? Our relationship expectations of each other, they're going to be a lot different versus a couple who has children that are that they need to take care of and they need to prioritize too. Or, so. or possibly worse yet, somebody that really wants a child in the relationship and somebody that does not want a child, then that's going to put some uh, major stress on that relationship. Yeah, that can be a problem. So. I haven't had to deal with that. Have you had to deal with that in the past? One of my exes um, at first said that she did not want children, and kind of as time went on, she decided she really did. So that unfortunately was a uh, kind of a game over on that because you can't really work through that one necessarily. Yeah, no, that's so. um, that's a pretty big thing to get over. And it just wasn't meant to be, yeah. right? So yeah. she's happy now with her yeah. life and your extraordinarily oh. happy with yours oh, <laughs> um for me i don't think i think i probably used to maybe a long time ago in the beginning kind of compare our relationship to others but i don't really do that anymore at least not in a in a negative way or a competitive way um plus i think it's really hard to know what what truly goes on in someone else's relationship um but I do think you can kind of pick up on the energy or the vibes between people, whether or not there's a lot of attention, uh, not attention, um, tension or um, or affection between people. But I don't really compare us to anyone else, I don't think. And I feel also like kind of like we're too, um, we're too weird to be compared to anybody else. Anyways. Yeah, that's true. For the most part, that's true, yeah. <laughs> um, so... I have one last question. Have you have you changed your expectations over the years um, with me being a sensitive person and you being a a non-HSP? Like, how, how has that changed for you um, over the years, if you can kind of time travel on that one? <laughs> um, it's kind of hard. It's, um, I mean, just as far as, like, I've always, you know, I care for animals and stuff like that, but um, you being HSP and being vegan and, and loving every single animal and insect and living being out there in the world, you're uh, a lot more sensitive to the struggles of those creatures out there than I am, um, that I never really gave that much of a thought quite the way you do. So it, and I've kind of uh, picked up some of that. Like you said before, we kind of rubbed off on each other as far as certain things. 
Um, I, I, as far as expectation, I had to kind of handle you with kid gloves sometimes, maybe. True, because you're true. A little, a little overly sensitive, uh, highly sensitive, um, and I'm not really used to that. Um, and I, and I basically just try not to, as you alluded to before, some of your some of your stuff in your past. So I try not to trigger um, some of the things from your your earlier days. And uh, try not to give you any more things that can be a trigger for you in the future. So just, um, yeah, just treating you like a as a good person should treat someone. Yeah, I think it's hard. Um, it, it was hard for me too in the beginning that I didn't know um, necessarily what my triggers were. Right. So that was something that we really had to navigate together over time. Was you know, me freaking out because I dropped something in the kitchen mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and like basically cursing at myself and calling myself, you know, horrible names because I, you know, dropped a, a piece of spaghetti on the floor yeah, accidentally. Or, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, you know, take, taking, trying to figure out like where that came from, but seeing it through your eyes was made a big difference for me. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you very much for coming back on the podcast. Sure. And for sharing a little bit of insight with everyone about how we navigate our HSP and non-HSP relationship. Usually, uh, it's usually pretty, pretty easy, but there can be a couple struggles here and there. But. Yeah. You know, that's life, right? Yeah. Nothing is going to be smooth sailing this all the is, time. This is true. So, as hard as we try. Thank you, everyone, for sharing this time with us and if you enjoy the highly sensitive healing podcast please go over to itunes and give us a quick review and make sure you share the podcast with friends it only takes a couple of minutes and it will be so appreciated and don't forget to subscribe wherever you listen so you don't miss any of the good stuff and i'll see you next time thank you so much for spending time with me here on the highly sensitive healing podcast New episodes are released Wednesdays, and please feel free to reach out with any questions or comments. And never forget, we were given this highly sensitive life because we're strong enough to live it.